Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Show, and I'm back with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. What's going on, everybody? Caps fans, we've got an incredible episode, as always, teed up right for you. Uh, Thursday episode, doing segments. Snack time with Polly Cupcakes. What's that going to be? I'm going to talk about the U.S. women and Canadian women in the rivalry series. Cool. Fuck yeah. Um, I, on Hockey Troll Hip Check, will be talking about the NHL's, like, tool edge that they have that really that records all of the, like, data that's picked up in the puck and in the jersey chips that the players all wear. Um and it's just kind of like this automatic data mine, it seems. Uh, probably less automatic than I would I would think. But at the same time, kind of a pretty cool little thing that they've got and, and what kind of data is available there for you for absolutely zero dollars. And, um, you know, just what they're showing us. I think there's definitely more that uh, they have for sure. Uh, but interesting stuff. When you say we pop some tabs to get into it, Polly. Let's do it. One, two, three. <clears throat> now, Polly, we're going on 
our second hour of recording here. Uh, and, you know, it's always a, a pretty long, I, mean, I would say like, you know, we almost do like a half work day when we record. Yeah, we do. And most of it is bullshitting and drunken rambling on my part, but I was surprised that we made it through two hours and you didn't shout out your alma mater high school for winning West Virginia state championship. They were better than what? Two teams. Okay. (laughs) They were, you know what? This is still a blossoming league. Uh, Yeah, sure. In in a, a low income state that is trying to build a high income sport. But the, it's true. Yeah. I mean, Wheeling Central, where I went, Ooh. yeah, they won the state today. <laughs> they, well, so the, the teams that are, yeah, there so are, wait, 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 Wheeling, Wheeling Central, go continue that. Your, your team, your old high school won what, what is the, tell us about the, the trophy and everything. So, it's the Bob Otten Trophy, which is a local Wheeling hockey legend in Wheeling. Uh, he, I think he helped establish um, the game here for amateurs. Um, hockey really, I don't think it really took hold around here until the 80s, really. Late 80s, maybe. Um, and the Thunderbirds, a.k.a. Wheeling Nailers, were a big part of that, right? Yeah, in 1992, the Carolina Thunderbirds of the ECHL, or the Winston-Salem Thunderbirds, moved to Wheeling. And then they became the Wheeling Nailers, and, you know, some people may be familiar with them because Paul Bissonette played there. Um, They're also the coolest name in hockey with probably the best logo. Um, It's cool. It is. It is. Yeah. So, you know, we have a state championship every year. There are, let me see here. <laughs> There's there like, are, what, six teams, John Marshall, Wheeling Park. Seven they, they beat Wheeling Park in the final, right? Uh, no, they beat Wheeling Park to get to the final. So okay. there's actually seven teams in the league's history. You know, um, Four of them are in the Wheeling vicinity. So... Those four teams and the Morgantown team all play Pennsylvania hockey throughout the season. Okay. And then there's a team in Martinsburg that plays Maryland and Virginia hockey. Okay. And then there's a team in Charleston that I believe plays Eastern, plays Eastern Ohio and some Kentucky hockey. Oh, so interesting. So these teams have their regular season schedule. And then the state championship is based on how you perform in your respective leagues. And then there's a state championship. Um, So I think the state championship started a couple years before I got to school. And then my freshman year, we got our school's first ever. And then we got one my senior year as well, which was the beginning of a three-peat. And then there was a couple of years that they didn't win. And then I think they had another back-to-back or three-peat in the mix. And then today was my former teammate, PJ Ratcliffe. Shout out, PJ. He was Shout a stud. 
when he played. He was a year behind me. Um, it's his second, I believe, as a head coach. So at this point, I think the championships have been around for probably close to 20 years. And I'd be willing to bet Wheeling Central has probably at least eight, if not more. So not terrible. You know, not, not a bad rate there. Um, they beat the team from Martinsburg. So they're they're actually called the East the Eastern maybe the Eastern Panhandle Vipers. Okay. because um, it's, it's still growing out there, so they don't have enough for individual schools to have teams. Right. But um, so it's like a conglomerate, like a club sport conglomerate. Yeah, in in West Virginia there aren't enough teams for it to be an officially sanctioned state uh, state sport. So, well, it's a varsity sport at, at Park. It's a and, and yeah. Central. Yeah, Central and Park treat it as a varsity school, a varsity team. Um, but in the eyes of the state's, you know, sports organization, it's it's not run by them. Um, but I can tell you, as someone who grew up playing hockey in Wheeling, West Virginia that that Pennsylvania regular season felt like a very real, real season to us. Um, and, you know, while we're at it, I will mention that a little team from Wheeling, West Virginia, my sophomore year, we did win our division for the entire state of Pennsylvania. So. Cool. You know, Dude. and. Honestly, I'd say outside of Minnesota and Massachusetts, Pennsylvania is probably top of the the line in high school hockey. What? Wait, 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 wait. Expand on that. What division was it? Single A? Uh, Well, no, SARS is the open division. Oh, open. Okay. Which which allowed for um, uh, combined schools and stuff. Um, Right. So it was a mixture of new programs, combined schools, and established programs. Um, but you know, Josh, our teammate Josh, played in the open open division, so you know, it's good hockey. It's not. Well, I'm not. I know. I'm not fucking giving that to Josh. Fuck that. Uh, but either way, I'm sure it was decent hockey. Whatever. Uh, good for you. Hey, look. You know, Paul, you're not a bad hockey player. You were produced out of Wheeling. You know, uh, you found your way to beer league. You know, this is uh, you found your way. Um, played a little bit in college. Well, you know what? You know what? Open division hockey in West Virginia created women's professional player Kristen Lewicki, friend of the pod. That's true. That's true. Shout out, Kristen. Shout out. So, hey, I, I that's cool, man. I mean. I mean, I just have it, obviously, whenever I would coach, I have no, I didn't go to any of these fucking schools, right? But, uh, obviously, I coached Park in a couple different stints in lacrosse, and, you know, Central always seemed to be this juggernaut that they couldn't get over. I never thought you guys were that good, but uh, I definitely thought that you had a better mentality, which, that's the most frustrating part, is that, you know, being able to shut guys down uh, on like knowing that your team should have won and it was just like some bullshit 
inner city, inner town uh, rivalry that ruined it makes me mad. Yeah, emotions fly high when the the Catholic school plays the public school. High school sport, baby. You know, high school sports. Uh, Yeah, and I mean the Catholic school versus the public school. Uh, Yeah. I always, I always hated playing the, the Catholic school. Um, I don't know why. I don't know why I did, but yeah, it's probably something about you guys. Well, you know, as someone who grew up in that community, I can, I can understand <laughs> how, uh, how annoying we could be to those who are not within the community. Within those who have not been indoctrinated into the cult, I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, right. hey, you know what? Um, they won. They bested the other seven teams in the uh, or six teams in the state. A state championship is a state championship. Uh, congratulations to the Wheeling Central Knights. Is that what it is? Right, Wheeling Central Knights. Maroon Knights. See Wheeling Central Maroon Knights. So congratulations to them. Um, congratulations to PJ for your win. Yeah, you know what? I know PJ too. Fucking solid dude. Absolute beauty. Good player. Fucking nice teammate to have. Uh, and cool dude to have some beers with as well. So shout out PJ Ratcliffe, man. Good for you. Um, I'm sh- you know for for him, I'm happy. But I don't give a fuck about the legacy of the school. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Enough of that shit. Hockey show hip check. What do you think? Well, I just want to add one thing. Oh, just Jesus Christ. In, okay. Just to tie this into a Capitals podcast, this high school has gone out and competed in Gonzaga's Purple Puck. Yep. Big tournament. Usually, well, when I played in it uh, at Chantilly, we played at uh, Fort DuPont right there in the Chesapeake. Yeah, so they did that. I mean, it's been uh, like 13 years since they did it, but they have had their taste of DMB hockey. Yep, absolutely. All right. So let's do the hip check. Let's do it. This is the Hockey Troll Hip Check. So, Caps fans, you know, it's been, uh, I'm surprised, actually, that it took so long for me to to cover this little tool that is called NHL Edge. Just the edge edges you into this data set and edges you along. <laughs> you know, just a lot of edging going off on, on the NHL Edge. Uh, so, branding aside, say that again? It's got you gooning. Yeah. <laughs> um, Honestly, I still don't even know what that means, but I think it's similar to edging. Right. I guess. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I get why it's a good, it's a good name. It's a good name. It's just, I'm a pervert and it's fucking hilarious. But uh, yeah. on this little thing, you know, it's kind of like the dollars. So it's, it's the dollar store presentation of things that like Jay Fresh and all these people who are doing player cards and things out uh, on the internet are doing, but for advanced stats. But 
you know, as you know, or should know, the NHL a couple years ago implemented a puck that has different sensors and microchips in it. Every player has a player tag that's on their jersey. Um, I believe you can see it on the upper right shoulder. It's sewn in. It's basically a, a, a little microchip that sh- that monitors what speed the players are going, where they're going. It basically maps out everything that's happening on the ice using the puck and the players and obviously some sophisticated algorithms to both model in real time what's going on on the ice in a fucking computer. Uh, So what you get from this, uh, or at least the data that they're giving you here, um, and they conveniently don't really give you the full data set too, which is interesting. Um, It's not like you can go to this and like suck out like an Excel sheet or CSV or any sort of like spreadsheet. What you can do though is just look at like, you know, kind of cool stuff. Uh, You can look at a team and you can look at, uh, you know, individual players. You can look at like their top skating speed as a team, speed bursts over 20 miles an hour, skating distance in miles, top shot speed, shots on goal, obviously, and where they're coming from, shooting percentage, uh, and obviously blanket stats like goals and, and offensive zone time, you know, so if the puck stayed in a certain zone for how long and, and what's the percentage breakdown on in, in like per 60 or, or, you know, per game where the puck is at, at most. Um, a crazy thing I saw, Polly, was that in like a game, uh, the players skate like three and a half miles on average. How many miles do you think we skate <laughs> in our beer league games? Not that much. It's got to be over a mile, right? Yeah, I'd say I'd say a mile and a half. Mile and a half in a beer league game. Okay, yeah, I'll take it. Uh, I'll tell you what, Capsans. If you if you go to edge.nhl.com, that's where you can find all this stuff. Uh, if you want to feel even worse about the Washington Capitals season. Just check out the Washington Capitals. We're rarely above the halfway mark. We're barely beating average on almost every category. I mean, this is a very bad team according to the numbers. Well, unfortunately for the Washington Capitals, the results do not um, you know, contradict the stats. Yeah, exactly. I mean... Um, we're below average in offensive zone time. We're below average in goals by a lot. Uh, we're below average in shooting percentage by a sizable amount. We're shooting at uh, an 8.6. The league average, average is 10.1. Uh, so way below average there. I mean, you can chalk that up to luck or sh- whatever you want, but uh, finishing is not obviously a strength of the Washington Capitals this uh, this year. Shots on goal, almost more than 100 less than league average, which is, again, all of these things that we've been talking about, you know, really just kind of reinforces what we're saying. And again, it should, it should reinforce kind of our predictions and our takes because all it's doing is mining what is going on uh, in the game every game. So it's definitely an interesting uh, little you know, kind of 
uh, I, for, I forget, we had Jay Fresh on one, one time and he was, he called these, uh, cause I asked him about this and he called them like micro actions. I don't know. Uh, in the advanced stat world, it is, it is, it has a name, but, uh, these little occurrences that are down to the granular level. And, you know, he didn't seem too impressed by it. And he was also incredibly skeptical about what, uh, data the NHL would actually put out there. And, while some of it's pretty cool, uh, definitely interesting to see that the, the league average in top speed. So the average top speed of a, of a team in the NHL is 23.46 miles an hour, bro. That's like yeah. t- scooting through your neighborhood in a car. Yeah. That is insane. Um, yeah. Uh, and, you know, I mean... It also breaks things down into a percentile as well, though. Like the Washington Capitals are below the fifty. They like once you get below the fiftieth percentile, they don't even. They just say you're below the fiftieth, uh, which is kind of an interesting thing. They they don't give you the full data set to say like you know where you are exactly once you drop below fiftieth. Um, you know, it's interesting. There's a. I think that this tool is actually not poorly built. Uh, as far as the user experience on, on working with this tool, it's actually very simple. Uh, the aesthetics are clean. It's really like three colors, black, white, and then like this kind of pinkish. I've got pinkish gray. Um, and uh, I'll be honest. I mean, I thought, I think this part is built well. Now, <clears throat> did the NHL.com have to change because of this? Maybe. Um Maybe just like a good website company upsold the tool edge and got the whole NHL.com presence as well, which, uh, you know, good for them. It's a big sale. But um, yeah, I mean, the, the tool functions pretty well and you can search up any player and any team. And then you can also run comparisons as well. Now, what does this data ultimately say? Uh, you know, as far as what the future is going to hold for a player, who knows? Uh, shooting percentage is one thing that they, they calculate. That's nothing new. Um, I think a lot of this is mostly for like visualizations, right? I mean, the visualizations that they show on this are cool. How many shots came from where on the ice, like a heat map of all of that is, uh, is, is all there. And it gives you like a below average, above average score. So, uh, you know, uh, just spoiler alert, when it comes to zone time, shot location, and really any other important metric, the Washington Capitals are below the 50th percentile. So, below average at best. Imagine that. Imagine that. Um, yeah, I mean, it does not It does not look good for the Caps when you, when you search them up, but... <laughs> Hey, you know, we're here to talk about the tool. We're, we're critiquing the tool. We're not we're not critiquing the Caps play, I guess. But uh, like I said at the top of the segment, if you want to feel worse about the Caps, absolutely search them up on this tool. Um, I don't know, Paulie. I mean, what are your thoughts on this thing? I know you're not like a big advanced stats guy, but like what's your thoughts on like what the fuck is the point of this thing? And where is it going next? I mean, it's interesting because they're probably getting, you know, the most accurate they've ever done for ice time. Um, it's true. 
the most accurate they've ever had for speed and things like that. I mean, it seems like from like a coaching perspective, tracking like the puck, I, I don't, I don't know. May, without, you know, being a stat guy or a coach myself, I feel like this, at least right now, it's going to help make team assessments more than personal. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I don't hate it. I'm not, I'm not sitting here thinking the technology took our jabs. <laughs> right, right, right. No, 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 I'm not, but I, so it's really, you, it sounds like you're just kind of like, eh, whatever about it. And I don't think it's, I agree. I don't think it's really anything like ground groundbreaking. What I will say yeah. is I think that, uh, of all the shitty things that happened to the NHL app this season, of all the shitty things that happened to the NHL.com this season, I mean, their their redesign on that side of the of the um, platform sucks, and I hate it, and I don't like it. And it's not, I'm not just saying that because like I'm afraid of change. Like I'm saying that because it's objectively bad. If you go to the NHL, like the Edge.NHL.com thing that they did. Whether it be like the NHL wanted to really focus on this or it was just really simple to make um, because I'm sure that they've hired guys who have been doing this on Twitter for the past 10 years or whatever and, and understood the tool. But the tool itself is very simple and like if you want to watch videos on like what does this all mean, they have like a six video educational <laughs> video series like they've created <laughs> content that looks pretty well produced on this. Uh, they have a glossary and, and really, if you were enterprising enough, you could absolutely learn, you know, most of what this tool does in under a day uh, just by visiting the website. And I think that that's kind of a good benchmark of a simple tool to use and one that's actually useful. Yeah. And if, if the existence of this tool was the trade-off for the terrible quality of the app and the website, then I say this was a terrible decision. <laughs> and I would agree. I would agree. Marketing hates it, I would say. Um, but uh, cool little gadget, mental masturbation sex toy that the NHL has made here. You know, yeah. the edge. <laughs> yeah. I mean... I like to edge as much as the next guy, but you know, honestly, I can I can get by with your traditional hockey stats. I yeah, mean, it's really like a can. regular, good old fashioned. Sometimes just does the job, you know. Yeah, you don't have to you get me, all. It doesn't have to be a five-hour ordeal. Exactly, like you know, I don't need the edge to right. enjoy this game. I mean, does it make the climax a little bit better? Sometimes, most times, but you right. don't need it. You know, it, you're going to get to from point A to, to point B to beer league eventually, right? Exactly. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that was weird. Caps fans, we apologize for that. I, I apologize for that. That was that was just too much. Um, <laughs> I'll apologize shame, too. Shame on you, Polly. Shame on you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Cap sends what you don't have to have shame about anymore is sports betting. 
We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for prong gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey. For eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources, NHL and NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. That flawless ad read has made me quite hungry, Polly. Well, bring yourself to the climax of Santa. Time. It's snack time with Polly Cupcakes. You're a sick fuck, Polly. You're a sick fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, we're going to talk about the rivalry series. Which... Remind us what it is. Yeah, I was just about to do that. Okay, all right. Well, I just wanted to just get out ahead of it because sometimes you get going, and you know, it's it's yeah, you reach your climax too soon. If I (laughs) so (laughs) the rivalry series is a seven game series that happens between Team USA and Team Canada's women's teams every year. Um, Usually, I'm pretty sure it's. Well, they took a couple years off with COVID and stuff, but um, I believe this is the fourth installment. And so the first three games, I think, were played in December. I believe there was one in January, but then the series was wrapped up this week. There were two games in Canada. Um, Well, here, okay. So the first game was at Mullet Arena. Team USA won 3-1. That was November 8th. And that was number 11. This is the crazy part about this series is that they take such a like, that's a pretty, I've never heard of a series having such a large rake in the middle, you know? Yeah. And I mean, these are the top players. And, and I think a lot of it also is, is used as like developmental players get a shot here. You know, if you're in, if you're training at Lake Placid, if you're a USA hockey per like stud and you know, this is where you get worked in. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they, they – they don't do um, their Olympic roster for every single game, that's for sure. Right. Um, game two was November 11th in L.A. Team USA won 5-2. to two. And then December 14th, Team USA got a 3-2 to two overtime win in Ontario. And the first half finished up December 16th. Team USA lost in the shootout 3-2 to two in Ontario. This past week, 
They finished up the second half of the series. Team USA with a three to one lead. They played Wednesday, November seventh or February seventh in Saskatchewan, uh, in Saskatoon. They played on the ninth in Regina, Saskatchewan, and finished up at the Excel Center on today that we're recording on Sunday, February eleventh. Now, last year, Team USA took a three nothing lead and dropped four games in a row for the as. Canada's website called it the reverse sweep. Yeah. This year, this year it happened again. <laughs> um, Team USA was up three to one. Canada has now won the series four to three. So, just a brief um, synopsis of the games. On the seventh, Canada won four to two. Goals by for USA: Haley Scamara and Gabby Hughes. Canada, Brianne Jenner, Ashton Bell, Renata Fast, Laura Stacy. Um, you know, not a bad showing, but, yeah. you know, when I was looking into this, uh, I was just like, because I, I didn't get a chance to watch, but I knew things weren't looking good when they took game five. Yeah. Game six, Canada blanked. USA three to nothing games by or goals by Natalie Spooner, Emily Clark, and Sarah Nurse. And then today for the finale, Team USA has got to bring it to avoid that sweep. No sir, no ma'am. Canada won six to one. Team USA's only goal coming from Grace Zumwinkle with a shorthanded goal, but then Canada had goals from Natalie Spooner who had two. Miss Canada, Captain Canada herself, Marie-Philippe Poulin had a goal, Ashton Bell had a goal, and Emma Maltese had two goals, one being a shorthanded goal. So, two years in a row that Team USA has blown the 3-0 lead, and your points leaders for the series... um, Natalie Spooner and Hillary Knight were tied for first in points with six each. The goals leaders, Natalie Spooner, Alex Carpenter, and Gabby Hughes all had three. The assist leaders, Sarah Nurse, Ambrose, or Ambrose, and Hillary Knight all had four. And then your best goalie performance came from Maskmeyer, who had a 944 save percentage. Um, it's lights out. You know what's that? Nine four four. That's lights out. Yeah, yeah. So you know, basically, uh, Team USA showed up at the beginning, and Canada had a um, we need to quit fucking around moment, and did just that. The and- the one thing I was telling you before the show is last year. This happened, and then Team USA won the Women's World Championship. So hopefully, we see a repeat of that trend this year. Right, exactly. I mean, you know, we're uh, <clears throat> this is not. While it is obvious, I, I mean, what? How would you equate this to men's hockey? I guess as to the importance of this type of thing. Obviously, you know, they're competing, so and they're pros, so they want to. You know, they're playing at the highest level. 
but it, would you consider this more of like a showcase rather than um, like real pride on on the line? No. Um, I think it is a showcase, but I think real pride is on the line. I think the best um, comparison at this point is like um, with the event they just announced. Next year's Four Nations in the NHL, the Four mm-hmm. Nations tournament coming up. You know, that's not a real tournament for anything other than, you know, na- national pride, but I think they're going to be taking that very seriously. So I imagine um, either that or, you know, the NHL's World Cup that they had five or six years ago, you know, yeah. I think it's on par with all of those. And these athletes, they're in the newly formed league together, Um but basically since the 90s and even before that, but the 90s is when they became Olympic sports, Team USA and Team Canada Hockey have just been butting heads over and over. I mean, this this is probably how Team Canada and the Soviet Union felt in the 70s. You know what? The Summit yeah. Series. I think the Summit Series is a good comparison okay. here. You know, yeah. minus all the political stuff going on. Right. Um, this is the two best teams in the world and nothing is on the line here other than to say we won this tournament and we have bragging rights, but I think that means a lot sure. because I'm sure all these athletes would rather have a world championship than the robbery series, but they would all equally want both. Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, <clears throat> When they played in Canada, they they went to a couple different arenas. Is that right? Yeah, they played um, in the first half. They played in Kitchener, Ontario, and uh, Sarnia, Ontario. And then they went to Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, and Regina, Saskatchewan, the second half. So they, uh, you know, they did basically Toronto and then the Prairies. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Team USA got West Coast and then State of Hockey. Right. So, you know, I'd like to see – I'd like to see some of this played in, you know, Boston or New yeah. York no or doubt. Pittsburgh. Absolutely. I mean, you know. I would love to – something closer. I would, I would catch one of these games. It's crazy. You don't – like being somebody in, you know, the East Coast or – Middle America, how often do you get to see, like, international athletes, right? Right. Yeah, and, you know, every year, you know, uh, you know. so I'm assuming next year it'll be four games in Canada. But, you know, so every other year you get three or four games as an opportunity. You know, this year we're lucky as American fans that the world championships are near uh, – well, they're in Ithaca, I believe mm-hmm. – um, so, you know, USA fans will get that opportunity, but I think last year they were in Sweden, you know, so it's really, it's a crapshoot when it comes, I don't know what the formula is, it's not a crapshoot, but, you know, you, as a fan, it's a crapshoot on when yeah. you'll get your chance to see, um, and especially with the most recent development within men's hockey, you know, haven't had a whole lot of chance to see international athletes. Not that the winter Olympics have been over here anyway, but, um, the women are giving fans this opportunity. So, uh, I think 
the people who live close by should definitely take those chances because you don't get them often. Even though yeah. they do this every year, it's still only a couple games. Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, um, that's awesome. Unfortunate. I mean, God, we just couldn't get it done, which pisses me off. But uh, And it sucks to lose in such a way where it's just like you go out, hammer down, you are up three games, and then you have to play the seven, right? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know, good for good for them. Uh, no, not good for them. Fuck Canada. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Thank you. I was waiting. I was waiting for you to snap me back to reality here, Polly. Come on. I was trying to be too yeah. nice. Um. Well, I mean, what else? What else do we got? I mean, what's up? Have dude? I heard. Isn't uh, the PWHL coming to Pittsburgh? Or close? Yeah, I think. It was like Montreal and someone else. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're coming in March. Let's see here. Yeah. Um, the PWHL was coming to Detroit and Pittsburgh on St. Patrick's Day weekend as a, uh, the PWHL takeover. So um, Dude, Saturday like the 6th. What's that? I said that kind of sounds like a party. Yeah, right? Yeah. Saturday the 16th, they will be um, in Detroit, and that's Toronto against Montreal. And then, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Ottawa and Boston will play in Detroit on the 16th. And then Toronto and Montreal will play in Pittsburgh on the 17th at 1230. Nice. And that's on the 17th, is is that St. Patty's Day? That is St. Patty's Day, but um, Pittsburgh's, and probably most places, celebrations will be on the 16th. I mean, there will still be plenty of St. Patrick's Day festivities, I'm sure, but um, the city of Pittsburgh's parade will be on the 16th, so that may have been part of their planning for putting Pittsburgh game on the 17th. I don't know what Detroit does for... St. Patty's, but it gets pretty wild in downtown Pittsburgh. Yeah. Psyched. Are you going? Are you going to go to the... I usually do the parade, right? In I haven't done the parade in a couple of years. Um, I did do it a lot there for a while, but I'll be competing in the Highland Games at a, right. local, uh, a local resort slash city park. So I'm going to be throwing around heavy sticks and stones in a kilt and see how I do. Hey, you know, uh, Polly, when, when people enter, you know, their midlife, sometimes they have a little bit of a breakdown, you know, climaxes do not come as easy anymore at this point in life, you know, other things and whatnot, but just, I, I mean, I don't know. Are you telling me that I'm having... A midlife crisis at the age of 31. <laughs> hey, man, early onset's a real thing, dude. I'm just, I'm trying to get, I'm not saying anything. I'm not making any claims, just trying to get ahead of it. You know me well enough to know that me competing in something that is centered around Irish and Scottish culture is not a midlife crisis. That's true. That's true. That's true. But 
I I feel like you're getting some delusions of grandeur and and mixed in at this. Like you're pumped about this. Like you're. I am excited. Yeah. I don't expect to win. I mean, yes, I'm training so I don't hurt myself or look like an idiot. <laughs> all right, all right. No. Ever since COVID happened, I've spent the last three years staring at my laptop on my couch. That's how I work. Yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. So my body, my body is not in top shape. We'll say that. Dude, I mean, come on. You got to be in. I would say you. Do you think that you're in the median person shape? Or below? Are you average or below um, average? Well, I would say, based on my weight and the circumference of my waistline, no. But <laughs> I, th- I think I can still I can still pull out enough athletic ability to be in the median. Okay. All right. Well, that means you're in the median. All right. We're. I think. Yeah. I mean, I'm feeling fat. I get it. I get it. As long as I don't have to, like, you know, run for an extended distance, I can perform. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now we know his weakness. Caps fans, we know his weaknesses. If we need to, if we need to take Polly out, we just got to make him run. Um, all right. Yeah, dude, I watch episode. these videos on TikTok and they talk about how they make videos about, like, um, you know, a bison running for five miles, feeling like they're safe, and then yeah. the hairless monkey is just staring at them. Right. I have betrayed my ancestors, the human ancestors. Right. It is true, you know, folks. If you're feeling, you know, like you can't do any working out, like walking and running is what humans, being bipedal in nature, have evolved to being the most efficient endurance runners on the earth uh so you know i think that there's obviously this caveman-esque type uh fantasy that people have about our ancestors and that like we just overpowered shit and like we had tools and stuff and we hit them on the head well yeah you know in the end it you know x amount of billion of dead bodies later like that is what it ended up as but like for the first billion bodies we were just running after something until it died and they were like oh thank fucking god <laughs> yeah now let's eat it yeah let's <laughs> fresh kill boys cardiac arrest <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so anyway that's the that's the latest on the women's game in the international and um you know, the PWHL's kicking back up, and we'll have, um, you know, we'll check in with them every couple weeks, and Women's Worlds is in April in Ithaca, yep. New York. I mean, and hey, if you live, like it or lump it, the, the women's game is, like, being recognized. It's, it's, it's happening, uh, yeah. especially this year with all of the things that are aligning and constant uh, international play. Polly, you've been following them much closer. Would you say that the women's game is actually, you know, truly legitimately growing in the United States? I think so. I mean, the um, the athletes continue to get better, and um, you know, you can see in the the attendance numbers that it's growing. So I think I think um, the efforts are. The efforts put in mainly by the players, but then also by the other people around the game, are starting yeah. to pay off. 
And honestly, I, I hope someday, you know, little girls have their own Stanley Cup to look up to and dream about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well said. Well, Captains, we definitely went <laughs> pretty far off the rails. Uh, we are appreciative that you've hung on to to cling on to us and, and stayed with us through this whole thing, even though it was probably mostly drivel. But uh, until next week, Paul, you have anything else to add? Yeah, if you enjoyed the first part of the show and you want to see my state championship ring, let me know. I'll send you a picture. <laughs> DM, DM Polly for pics of the state championship ring. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it probably fits my pinky now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right all right uh well yeah so it's at uh poly underscore cupcakes if you if you want to dm in for that um but thanks for sticking with us until monday captains hopefully we've got uh some good news and good things to talk about next week until then though hockey control poly cupcakes signing off bye Hey Caps fans, thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trollin' on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Holly Cupcakes, at Holly underscore Cupcakes on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on social and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.